Hi, Polina. After prolonged negotiations between the Argentine government and major bondholder groups, there seemed to be a swift end to restructuring talks. Firstly, were you surprised by the eventual agreement? And secondly, what are the broader implications for the country? Thanks, Claudia. In the last podcast, I mentioned that we were hoping that Argentina will take on board Ecuador experience and engage in constructive talks with bondholders. We were encouraged to see the government taking this route. This is a sharp contrast to the experience that the bondholders had in 2001 during the last restructuring that Argentina has conducted. It sets another positive precedent alongside with Ecuador for countries like Zambia, like Lebanon, uh, showing that even when the countries go through difficulties and have to reprofile their debt, they can reach an agreement within a few months with a group of bondholders and deliver to bondholders recoveries above historical average, which is around 50 cents on the dollar. And also, most importantly, for the people in those countries, then the government finally can start focusing on the task of delivering economic growth. That's what we need. And then we hope that Argentina will continue to deliver on that front as well. Considering the unfortunate circumstances surrounding the Beirut port explosion, how do you evaluate governance risk within the investment process? We feel that no matter what government is in charge, they have to understand that the only way forward is a constructive engagement with the bondholders and other creditors to resolve the debt issue and to allow the country to support people on the street with the support provided by creditors and the IMF. Countries have to regain access to the funding market and build credibility. Otherwise, the people of Lebanon will continue to experience terrible living conditions amidst poverty and no access to dollars in a country like Lebanon. Staying in the same region, some investors have perceived the recent bout of Turkish lira weakness as a sign that Turkey appears to be on the brink of another balance of payments crisis. How is the current landscape different to August 2018, when dollar tri first went above seven? We feel that Turkey is getting another warning light, although this time it's not yellow, it's red. Authorities have lost credibility with investor community, and the only way, in our view, to regain that credibility is through an IMF route. The good news is Turkey is a country that can rebound very quickly once the right policies are in place, and we are there to support that recovery once the authorities agree to move to the orthodox policies and engage with the IMF. Turning to technicals, flows into emerging market dedicated bond funds have remained positive over the last few months, while EM dedicated equity funds continue to see outflows. Do you expect this trend to continue? In the short term, yes. That's because we have more certainty on cash flows and default outlook than we are on growth in the current environment. Great. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Claudia. This podcast is issued in the United Kingdom by Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, which is authorised and regulated by the UK Financial Conduct Authority, registered with the US Securities and Exchange Commission and the US Commodity Futures Trading Commission, and is a member of the National Futures Association. 
This podcast may also be issued in the United States by Blue Bay Asset Management LLC, which is registered with the SEC and the NFA. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Unless otherwise stated, all data has been sourced by Blue Bay. To the best of Blue Bay's knowledge and belief, this podcast is true and accurate at the date hereof. Blue Bay makes no express or implied warranties or representations with respect to the information contained in this podcast and hereby expressly disclaim all warranties of accuracy, completeness or fitness for a particular purpose. This podcast is intended for professional clients and eligible counterparties as defined by the FCA only and should not be relied upon by any other category of customer. Except where agreed explicitly in writing, Blue Bay does not provide investment or other advice and nothing in this podcast constitutes any advice nor should be interpreted as such. No Blue Bay fund will be offered except for suitant and subject to the offering memorandum and subscription materials. The offering materials. If there is an inconsistency between this podcast and the offering materials for the Blue Bay Fund, the provisions in the offering materials shall prevail. You should read the offering materials carefully before investing in any Blue Bay Fund. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product in any jurisdiction and is for information purposes only. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in any manner without the prior written permission of Blue Bay Asset Management LLP. Copyright 2020, Blue Bay. The investment manager, advisor and global distributor of the Blue Bay Funds is a wholly owned subsidiary of Royal Bank of Canada and the Blue Bay Funds may be considered to be related and or connected issuers to Royal Bank of Canada and its other affiliates. Registered trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. RBC Global Asset Management is a trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, registered office, 77 Grosvenor Street, London, W1K 3JR, partnership registered in England and Wales, number OC 370085. The term partner refers to a member of the LLP or a Blue Bay employee with equivalent standing. Details of membership of the Blue Bay Group and further important terms which this message is subject to can be obtained at www.bluebay.com. All rights reserved.